Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us today on the I Drink From Skulls podcast. We have the PR queen this side of the Pacific, the badass from Bali, the unstoppable mama from the unstoppable family, founder and CEO of the unstoppable branding agency, Mrs. Rhonda Swan. The crowd goes ooh, wild. Ooh, ooh. Hell yeah. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Super. We're good. Yeah. Bali is hotter than ever, hopefully cooling down soon, but, uh, you know, just riding it with the waves. As you do. Let's go. I drink from skulls. Drink from the skulls of my enemies. For everyone's uh, benefit, whereabouts in Bali are you? What have you got going on? Yeah, well, we live in Bingen Beach in Uluwatu, so on the south side of the island. Um, we're actually building a villa right now, one year in, a month late, and we've been bouncing around from hotel to hotel for the last month now, <laughs> every wow. couple of weeks, or every couple of days, actually, recently, because Bali's full. It's booming. Business is booming. Economy, people are traveling, so... But um, yeah, well, hopefully we'll move into our place soon. You can come and visit. Yeah, can't wait. One of the best days of my life was with with Katie. Um, for her birthday, we were in Uluwatu, either at Single Fins or Sundays. And yeah, it was such, it's so beautiful, such a beautiful part of the world. Enough about me, though. Want to know more about who is Rhonda Swan? Oh, my goodness. Who am I? Well, I am native born in the USA, Detroit, Michigan. So I'm a hardcore Detroit girl, you know, raised with a uh, yeah blue-collar family and decided that I wanted to make a bigger splash in the world. I actually played for the women's U.S. softball team, the national team for the women's um, U.S. softball. And right before we got invited to the Olympics in um, Atlanta, wow. I actually was too old. So I moved to California to start my career uh, working in a pharmaceutical company, big corporate executive. And then decided one day, and this will probably hit home for you and maybe some of your your listeners, is that I witnessed a woman put a six-week-old baby in daycare. And here I am, this you know big corporate executive getting ready to take over the Western Division uh, marketing department uh, for a Fortune 100 company. And at that moment, I'm like, wait a minute, who am I to do this? Like, if, if that's what I'm going to expect as a woman business owner, as a you know a woman with wanting to have a family, if that's what they're expecting of us to put a six week old baby in daycare, and this woman was like 15 minutes late for a meeting and she got completely thrown up by, on the cross by my boss, I was like, no, yeah. there's got to be a better way, you know. So I actually in 2004, I um, I quit my job as a you know big C-suite executive with with GlaxoSmithKline and I actually started working on the internet. I started searching around like what's happening on the internet and I um yeah, I, I just I, I watched a, a documentary with Steve Jobs and this was like early to actually 2003 and he's like if you're not learning the digital markets, if you're not learning how to leverage the online space, then you will be left behind. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is 2003, you know, I'm in, you know, done the master's degree stuff, but they didn't teach you anything about you know, the digital markets and certainly online because it was just coming out. No social media was around. So I just double tapped and started digging really deeply in and became one of the first women to work online, make a million dollars with the sales funnel before it was cool. And um, yeah, now the rest is kind of history. I'm a mom of a 16-year-old epic child who started her first company when she was 11, made her first six figures at 12, bought her first property at 16, 
and wife of a avid surfer, the unstoppable surfer. And uh, yeah, I own the, you know, branding a PR firm. So that's what I do for fun. You know, working is fun, right? For workaholics <laughs> like us. Yeah. <laughs> and all the rest falls through the cracks. I love that. I, so many people are going to get such a big benefit out of hearing your story. The first, when the moment I met you, it, it made an instant connection with me. This was 2019, so maybe four years ago. Damn, time flies. Three and a half, four years ago. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. And my wife and I, we I think Katie may have just been pregnant or we were looking to have a baby at that yep. stage. And your story moved us so much, so much so that we made the same vow you did. I'm like, oh my God, that just hits me to my core. Yep. I had seen a little bit that with, with things like that used to do commercial cleaning and we had um, uh, childcare centers and things like that. And just to see the little ones go in, I know not everyone can, you know, it's it's a good option for some people, but I just knew when you shared that, I'm like, that is what I need to do in life. That is what I want to do. I want to build this business so that I can spend the time with my family and do the things that are important to me. So yeah, um, very courageous for you to do it though, to build an internet-based business when the internet was still probably dial up and making crazy noises and there was no social media back then so um i guess that sort of brings me to my the next thing i want to touch on is that so social media is massive we all know that and you and i know it better than anyone uh, that social media can be very deceiving can be a highlight reel where people only put up the good stuff maybe they're indulging about how good things are so that's what i want to dig into like i want to talk about what it's, what it's been like for you to be a business owner, a mother, um, and just yourself being Rhonda? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question because I think that's something like, you know, busy CEOs, especially when you're talking to women, right? It's kind of like you either were told, at least I was, you have to choose, right? You have to choose whether you're going yeah. to go corporate direction, right? And have a career or you're just going to be a stay-at-home mom. And I remember actually, you know, really being told that, like, no, that there's got to be a different way to be able to do yeah. that, you know? So, you know, that's where I, I really tapped in. I mean, we have very similar values with our family. And, you know, my mom was always with me when I was a kid. And and it was like, but my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I didn't want that. You know, I'm like, why can't you still be a powerful woman and still make money, but you can still actually raise a family? And so, um, you know, like navigating through that, it's... It wasn't the easiest, but I was yeah. fortunate enough and I actually started my company. So uh, I actually started working with Perry Marshall. Like he's my my guru, my mentor. And this is like right when Google and Google ads are really coming on to, to, to play. And Perry Marshall wrote the algorithms for Google AdWords, you know? And so yeah. I started working with Perry and he's like, look, if you can learn this as a skill and learn copywriting, you will own it. Right. And yeah. so that's what I started to do. And this is actually before, um, you know, three years before I'm a planner. So I witnessed this lady put a kid in daycare and I'm like, that's not what I want. And yeah. so let me just start building this company now. And so I took three years and fully built our company. We started building, you know, building brands. It was crazy stuff that we did. Like I literally was building one page websites, running Google ads to a website that had a really wonky embed for video, no YouTube was called Audio Acrobat, like back in the day. I'm sure they're not around anymore because it was like (laughs) wonky, you know, like all these weird buttons. But one thing that I did is I started to connect with people. So I'm running traffic and I would send them to an 800 number. So like, imagine this funnel. You go from an ad (laughs) saying, 
you know, executive income, you know, change your life, blah, 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 to call me. I didn't 800 them. But it worked. People were, you know, like, yep, I want to change my life. I want to change our trajectory. So I built the company and we did really well. I replaced my six-figure and my husband's six-figure income within about a year. I retired my husband, Brian. He, you know, became my partner. So we were like really, you know, blew it up. And then things changed a lot. And we had invested in a lot of real estate. And in 0708, which is the biggest financial crisis, we lost yeah. it all, right? Like wow. we signed our name, 26 homes, uh, million dollar homes, construction loans. Uh, and I had just found out I was pregnant. So we signed off our name to the developer to build the homes. And yeah. sure enough, Two months before my daughter was born, we found out we were, the guy frauded us and he was he stole all the money out of the construction loans. Homes weren't built, built toilets, but the, the it's time. Like you you owe on these loans. And we're like, oh boy, this is not going to be good. And it wasn't. And my daughter was actually born three, 33 days early because I was absolute disaster, stressed yeah. out. Uh, we just had to make a really big change where we're like, okay, is is the money that we have in the bank going to make us better parents? Is the assets we have going to make us better people? And how do we get ourselves out of this mental mind fuck that we were in, which was, you know, this ego like, oh, I own $26 million homes, a golf course, I got Mercedes in the, you know, I live in La Jolla, Deepak Chopra lives, you know, around the bend from us. Frank Kern yeah. lives just up the hill. Like we were in a mess. And so we just decided we're going to let it all go. We sold everything, fire sailed it, and left November 25th, 2008 with a vision and a vow to never, never put my daughter in daycare and to rebuild our life. And so I answer your question with a bigger story in the front end because what I thought my life was going to be like then is very different now to when I decided I had to leave. Yeah. Because, you know, I had tons of money in the bank, right? And now I'm a bootstrapper, I'm a startup again with a baby and a master's degree with a multiple six-figure income that I could go back to. Yeah. If there's ever a definition of um, burning the boats and going all in on something, you um, your story definitely caters to that. And I get, we get hit up a lot, um, I'm sure you do too, about people who are in that, they're in a good job, they're making good money, you know, it's all, it's all right, it's like... It's like the worst situation, really, because they're 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 too comfortable to leave, and they're not really doing anything. They're not having any impact. They a lot of people, and it's a huge um, psychological thing that all humans go through. They compare themselves to others, and they 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 get content with that. But you were put in a position where you you lost everything, and yet you still decided to burn it all down, make a big change and do something different. How did you, how did you, how did you do that? It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really where it's like, okay, you know, look at yourself and say, is what, this is what, you know, I had to take inventory, you know, I'm like, yeah, is that, you know, the direction that we're taking now going to make us, you know, obviously better parents. And we're like, actually, if we stay in the direction that we are, it's not, we're not going to be, we're going to be stressed. Right. Yeah. So how can we clean our minds and get back to the core of who we are, which is being really great parents to this new baby, leaving a bigger impact on the world around us and getting out of the negativity box. I think this is what happens to a lot of people, right? There's so much environmental, you know, negativity around you, whether their intentions are, you know, to be negative. Usually it's like, like our friends are like, go back and get your jobs, be responsible. The internet thing yeah. was cute. 
good idea three years ago, Rhonda, but you know, <laughs> my husband's a robotics engineer. Go back. You have a child. Relive, you know, your life. We're like, is that living? Yeah. Is that really living? And, you know, we went from millions in the bank to leaving with $12,872.62 with our name and a vision and a vow to never put my baby in daycare and to build our life again. And we were happier yeah. and more content with that amount of money in the bank because we knew we could control it. We knew yeah. that happiness came from within. We could to, you know, decide. I mean, I'm not going to say it was easy. It was not easy. But it was like a decision that, you know, like once you go, it's like my husband's a big surfer. We met surfing 24 years ago. If you're in a big double overhead wave, like 20 footer, and you're paddling, you can't second guess that, right? You got to go or you're you going to get go spread. all in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we were like, all right, so we're going to go all in. We're just going to do it and we're going to see what happens. And the great thing about that was is that the universe, if you want to say, just starts to, you know, line up as long as you're committed to who you are and what you're doing. And, it, you know, it, it did start to work for us. And it took us years to rebuild our life. And um, yeah. however, you know, now we're more grateful for that opportunity that that happened because my family's closer. I got, I would have stayed doing the exact same thing every single day, right? Like yeah. in life, same car. We probably would have never traveled very much because we thought you couldn't travel with kids right and sure enough now my daughter's lived in almost 50 plus countries you know and she's global child and it, you know she's just she's just changed her perspective on life and yeah it's made us more enriched human beings i love that how did you like let's shift tunes a little bit how did you get into branding and pr how did you start the yeah when well when the internet really started right it was like the easiest direction for me was my company blew up, and the reason why is because I became a character on these websites, right? I became Got a you. character pre-line ad, right? I became a human. They're like, what? This is a person that I can speak to. And so I realized that, that early early on, because I have a master's in, in marketing and in business, and so I was working with, you know, I was running uh, half a billion dollar of advertising campaigns and budgets for Philip, you know, uh, well, I worked for Philip Morris and then for Glaxo. And so I'm like, the one thing that I did and I learned in corporate was the reason why people are buying all these products is because of the the marketing, the branding, yeah. the identification of a brand. And so I just took all that knowledge into me building our company. And when people were talking to me, they're like, oh, I know you. You have a story. I, 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 I you know, appreciate you. You're traveling the world with your child. I'd love to talk with you. So I immediately broke through the ice of these people. They weren't cold leads. They knew who I was. So obviously our company grew that way. And I'm like, okay, how can I actually help more people like me break through and do this? And so we started building their online brand, really teaching people how to develop their storyline, how to connect, yeah. you know, and then of course YouTube pops open and then Facebook comes out. So we had a major platform that no one knew actually how to really use because I was already doing it in a really weird way. So I don't, I don't know if you... Um, I'm sure you know Tim Ferriss, right? The four hour work week. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So the reason why we left is because we read the chapter twelve, I believe it is, in the four hour work week that said take a mini retirement. And so that just pushed us over the edge. Well, I reached out to Tim Ferriss, letting him know his book saved our life and you know, it changed our blah blah blah. And so we had this really cool inner uh, interaction with Tim. Well, one thing Tim didn't know is how to use Facebook at the time. 
So what I did is in Facebook back in the day, you could go and upload videos. You could actually go to someone's page and you can upload a video on their feed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I figured out that I could leave a testimonial thanking Tim for what he taught us and that our company and our business is what I'm doing. Is that we got flooded with Tim Ferriss. <laughs> I'll bet, yeah. <laughs> How the hell did you get on my feet? If we were like, hey, it's cool. It stayed up for about a year. We probably made a half a million dollars from Tim's feed. It was epic, right? It was like, yeah, I was early on, you know? And so, yeah, so we just, and then, then of course, people are like, how are you doing this? What's happening? So things really grew from there. And then I, you know, I identified yeah. at that point now, branding is everything, right? It's, yeah. it's everything, not just the look and the feel, the brand image message, the strategy, but like how people are actually tuning into your brand and your values. And so my value ladder used to be brand, image, message, strategy, and then PR, which is, you know, exp expansion of your message. And now lately, the last five some years, we really took on PR as being our front end. So we're working more with like more established companies that are actually like really doing something so I can help control the narrative and get their story told in a different way. So their clients are seeing them from a third party validation opposed to just you saying how great you are or an ad saying how great you are. Yeah, I love that. And just on branding and PR, um, I haven't met anyone who's better than, than how you put everything together, how you explain it and how you execute. Um, and on that, I'd love for you to share, like, what do you see most people do when, they, them, when they're building their brand versus what they should do? Yeah, great question. I think a lot of people will jump in and there's, there's definitely two sides of the coin, right? So we yep. always look at, all right, what what really is the objective of this brand, right? If you're just going for sales, then just shoot the moon and go for sales. And and you know you're as long as you have a great product, then then sell it, right? Now, if you're going for longevity, you're going for legacy, and it's a more service oriented company, or it's it's something that is going to be part of like your personalized love and brand. I say take a yeah. lot more time because yeah. most people will just they start, you know, running ads. But what ends up happening? They're running ads, and they might be making sales. But the moment there's another widget that comes out that competes with you, all you're doing now is competing at price. Yeah. So if we start focusing on the front end, like what is my actual value that we? What can we nail? Like what is what is our um, bullseye, if you will, that bullseye client? Who am I going to support or help or serve the best? And then. You'll certainly get rings around if you get out of it, but who is that one I can nail? And then you construct your you construct your message around that person, and yeah. you know understanding the where that client that you're communicating with where are they at in their buying process, because a lot of times we'll like we got a great story, we got a great product, um you know the brand is realized because we know the service, we know we're how we're going to support people. So what happens is people then they don't know exactly where the buyer is in their uh, in their awareness scale. So they might prepare the brand looks great, the sites are awesome, the ads are quality. But what happens is they lose this and they miss this big gap. And it's where is my buyer at in their awareness scale? So like yeah. their awareness scale being I'm not aware at all that I've got even a problem. Right? I don't even know it to I've got a problem. I just don't know, quite know who can fix it. And then of course yeah. the next is, 
all right, I know the problem, but I also, I actually know there's products out there and they're searching actively for a product. And of course, next is they're now fully, uh, they're ready to go. They're, you know, they're fully aware that there is someone that can solve my problem. What I find is most people go in to the, uh, right into the middle of, I already have a problem and I'm just looking for a product. But unfortunately, yeah. most of our clients, they kind of know, they they may not even know they have quite of a problem yet and they don't know there's a solution to that problem. And yeah. so this is where the greatest, um, I think, advice I can give someone that's developing their brand is not just make it look pretty and know it, but know who that person is and where they are in the awareness scale and ready to buy. Because we yeah. see it happen all the time, right? People are just, and you see it because you run ads, you know, you work with your clients. It's like, where are they at? You know, like you're, you're yeah. talking to them, you know, your product is going to be the best thing since sliced bread and they have no damn idea that what their problem even is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's super interesting. Another cool thing that just came to mind was like something you just mentioned there um, is knowing, knowing where the client's at and, you know, thinking about where they're at before they need your help and where they're at after they need your help. Because if you can put your message and start getting exposure before and after, kind yeah. of create this circle where they never get away from you. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I always tell people you're never, it's actually never too early or too late to start PR because PR yeah. is very different in the way, especially the way we do it because we build the online footprint. We Google index their name. We use tier one and tier two publications to do that. So when someone's searching for you online, you show up as the authority. You have a Google verifica verification and panel on the right-hand side. It's like, well, that's a public figure or that's my solution, right? So gotcha. what ends up happening is if people are not, if like you start doing PR for yourself right now, it's like, uh, I always use the example, when you're in Times Square, you know, you can be in Times Square on a megaphone, holding a megaphone going, I am so awesome. My products are great. I'm going to service you. I'm going to do this for you. You're like, oh, that's nice. You kind of walk by them usually, especially yeah. the weirdo in Times Square, right? But if yeah. you've got very credible source, let's say Forbes, like Megan's Journal, Inc. Magazine, standing in Times Square saying, okay, I Drink From Skulls is the most powerful podcast for business owners. You need to tap in. They're like, oh, that's a recommendation, right? And yeah. so that's what we do with PR. We allow the big names to tell your story to weave in your narrative, what your service is, how you help people, and we allow that to speak for you opposed to you speaking for yourself. And so even if someone is building a brand right now, we always tell them, start with your hero's journey now. Say, this is one mission, this is where the idea came from, and then keep doing it. Now, this is where we are, this is who I'm supporting, this is what I'm doing. So now there's a long track record of quality, yeah. right? And then of course people are like, oh, whoa, like this guy, everyone's talking about him or this is this, I can, I know their story. And I think that's really going to be, that's our new move, especially in 2023 is going to be the difference in just running a ton of ads and getting click throughs than having PR, let's say SEO and ads working together because that reduces our ad spend because we know now about 23% of people that are even seeing an ad or deciding to work with you, they're going to Google you. Yeah. And they Google you. If they see a Google knowledge panel, like everyone should probably Google themselves now or Google my name, right? Because then you'll see what it looks like. Because chances are yeah. most people don't have one. Is they see the panel and they go right to my panel. They read my bio and they click under my website. Like 
This we do this every day when we're looking at restaurants, right? This is um, how Google started. It was called the Google Grid, the map, right? Where they put restaurants. So if you search them up, you know where they're at, and that's their panel. But it goes right to their website. This is what we're seeing. So now the ad spend goes way down because they might be seeing your ads, you know, one, two, whatever it is, up to the seventeen mark until usually people make a decision. But if they're going and then searching for you or your company and they see you've got a panel, you're credible, they're going to go right to your website. So we're helping yeah. reduce ad spend, increase credibility, and of course, you know, improve revenue. Nothing more powerful than that. I think statistically proven that, yeah, if you share, if you tell your people they're the best and you're running, like you're running your own ads, people will buy into what you're doing 10 to 12% of the time or 15% of the time. Whereas when it's coming from a verified third party with high credibility, they'll believe, buy, and invest 76% of the time, which is just insane, the, the difference. So, um, It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous how it works. One cool thing that you, you gave me this great idea, you've probably done it before, um, just came to me. Um, let's think about PR, right? So yeah. you're getting someone like Forbes, Inc., the, the big, big players that have instant trust yeah. and credibility. Let's say you're yeah. a roofer, a home improvement company, service-based, yeah. and you get featured in that. And, you know, 2023 is a crazy employment market. Who do you think people are going to go to if they see you've been, you've been featured um, and, you know, you've done some back-end PR work with the stuff you mentioned with Google, but you've got these features and you've got a great story and people actually know who you are. It, it really sets you up to be in a position of power in this weird employment world that we're sort of navigating that's, through. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what a lot of our um, clients are using it for as well because, right, like everyone's trying to choose the right person or the right company. And the moment they're like, wow, okay, there's a big credible source. Like for instance, we work a lot with solar uh, companies and oh, wow. cool. solar companies, right? So we do a lot of PR, yeah. especially in California, especially because the, you know, the, the state's giving some credit to the, um, yeah. you know, to the buyers, but these guys, because they're, it's like they're a widget, you know, and they are like, they're literally competing on price, man. We start doing these PR campaigns for these guys. They're, they're getting the best of the best. The clients are also obviously looking upon like, okay, that, you know, these guys were in Forbes, you know, they were just on a, you know, big entrepreneur magazine podcast on how the CEO is taking the company and their vision. And it's like, it's changes their company, completely changes them. So they're no longer now knocking and representing a company that's just like everyone else. Now they have a portfolio. They're like, look, you know, our CEO was just recently in Forbes magazine. Our CEO was like, you know, works on entrepreneur magazine. We're actually doing a big feature here. And they don't have to really talk about it. They just show it on their, uh, on their you know campaign, and they're getting amazing people that are coming to these companies because they want to work with a credible source, and because it makes it easier yeah. for them to sell it. You know, really puts you in a position of power. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be in that spot. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's you know, celebrity status stuff and being having someone else talk about you. That's you know, that's our best form of referral of what we do. You know, getting someone else to do the work. And that's that's why we're saying it's such an easy business for us because we're big winners. We win for everyone. Everyone's like pumped because, you know, they get to leverage the work that we put them in. In fact, for a long time, we we still do it. We run ads to these articles. Yeah. You just run ads to them, right? And so now, no matter who you're targeting, they're seeing you completely different. And then you follow through in an offer or you, you know, just 
follow through with more value-based work that you do. It's like, I saw that company on Forbes magazine, right? Like, yeah. of course I want to work with them. So that's the kind of work that we do because we're a digital marketing agency first. We start leveraging, how do we leverage this PR to grow your business, you know? It's so cool. There's a great share with the solar companies too. Um, no doubt the roofers who are listening should be listening to that part and reaching out to you to see how you can help them. Yeah, exactly. Um, what would you do? Like, let's just talk, you, you've worked with heaps of solar companies what would you do if a roof or a home improvement company comes in and say hey we don't know what to do we know we should do some pr um we're sick of competing on price where do you how do you walk us through that that'd be super super yeah well i mean the first thing that i do is i actually search up data right because data never lies everyone can sell a good story good talkers can sell everything um and so i learned especially being a woman in this type of industry right there's usually the dudes that are Rose City and, and sit on the table together. So I always pull up their data and I pull up like, what is their online health? Like, what is their website? What's their traffic? What is it actually? What is their scores? What are they pulling up as? Because Google gives a ranking. We use a system called Ahrefs and Google gives a ranking and it shows exactly what you're doing. I can see someone's online health. It's funny, actually. Um, I'll get people coming in. Oh, yeah, we're doing this. We're, you know, big macho. I'm like, oh, let me just look. Yeah. I was like, actually, no. You have no traffic. You have, you know, there's no organ following. So I know exactly what's happening with everyone's brands usually. So I'll do that first though. It's not to make anyone wrong because usually most of us aren't, we're just not focusing on it, right? So yeah, that's right. focus on it, we grow it. And so we look at the, the online health and then I just search their name on Google. I go to either, you know, incognito windows to make sure there's no cookies, nothing happening. We just search them organically. And when you search your name or your company, you want to look at a, a couple things and, and this will be really good insights because most of us don't know it. And immediately when you search on Google, you'll see on the right hand side, if Google has recognized you or your company as credible, and that's where that panel comes up. We don't create panels. We just do the work that makes Google get turned on to your name, your keywords and your brand that says, boom, credible. And so Google starts yeah. going, oh, wait, pull that info. You know, So that's where the panel's at. So I look there first. If they don't have a panel, then I said, no worries. Most people don't. We can work on that for you. And then we go from the all tab under Google search and we move to the news tab. Now, most of us don't look there because we're not aware of it, but this is actually where all of the uh, third party validation is happening. It's where who's talking about you now. That's where it talks to Google and it says that you are credible. So if they don't have anything, no PR done, then we just start layering storylines, PR about this brand. And we usually do it like tier twos. So there's you know a lot of really quality Google source, news source, tier two publications. There's a lot of junk out there. But the ones that are news source will index your name. They'll index your company and your name so that when you are searching for your name, they'll start listing, right? And so we do a lot of reputation management for clients as well. If they've had some funky stuff go down, we just layer it. And then we index their name. So that's what I always do first is look at what, what's their health? Where are you at? And there's always room for improvement because all we need to do is just start anchoring in and indexing the company's name that then starts bringing traffic to the website. It starts turning Google on. And now we're building an online brand that's credible. You know, social yeah. media, you know, verification's cute, but Google owns all. <laughs> Google's the data holder. And if you're Google yeah. verified, now you're that that's really where your your credibility will stand yeah absolutely and then do you look for opportunities through your connections with 
some of the, the you know the leading and best known uh, publications to get people featured in and, and things like that. How does that work? Yeah, I mean we you know we represent a client, so we basically will take them what they've done, and we then you know create a pitch for them, and you know we look at especially find out what the objectives are of the you know of their their business. So it's generating more leads. We have to go with very service based. Talk about the products. Right. If it's, you know, um, brand credibility for a CEO, we tell the CEO story. So it helps build value to the company. And when we do that, then we just go and we, we start working. You know, I have a lot of relationships, obviously. I've been in the industry for 16 years. So I pretty much can say, hey, this is the brand you need to talk about. This is what we need to publish. Yeah. And then, right, we get them in. When it comes to the tier ones, it's a much bigger uh, play. I've got to really have yeah. someone behind it. In order to go and pitch them and that's why we start with our layering first get a story make sure they're verified and then i can go and pretty much pitch them to anything right if they're credible um you know then we can really get them in and for us you know we we turn clients down every day because they've got to yeah yeah they've got to tip tick yeah. the ball the boxes and the value base and alignment um you know but we yeah we we tend to, to find the right ones and the right ones come to our side yeah i love that What's a question I should have asked but haven't yet? All right. So the one question you should ask me is, what am I working on right now? And we just um, launched Wild Magazine, and we're now a Google News Source, which is really, really hard to do. So we're competing with traffic of the likes of Forbes Magazine. And um, we it's called Wild because I'm, I'm also the founder of this big wild brand that's about women empowerment. But now we're building this Wild Magazine that's going to have wild men of course wild women and it's about like really strong storylines and entrepreneurs that are making massive impacts on the world so it's not any of this you know kind of fluffy fashion and beauty it's like real stories real ceos real yeah. people that are doing stuff and that are willing to talk about it right like i love the stuff that you share because it's like this is kind of the stuff that people just they sugarcoat like no no more yeah. of this like we control narratives that actually open people's minds to changing the way that they think. And when you own a publication, you can do whatever you want, right? So we're on oh, social yeah. media, it's kind of be quiet. But so that's a big project. That's a big one that we just launched. I'm really proud of that. Wildmag.com on it's growing. Sounds amazing. And yeah, yeah. We got a big red carpet event if anyone's in the USA in June. Nice. Yeah. June 17th. Whereabouts? Cal Huntington Beach, California. California. Yeah. We've got a big red carpet. PR, big wild event that we're launching. Oh, sounds amazing. Yeah. Rhonda, you've shared so many great nuggets today. Where can people connect with you? How can people find you? What's the best way? Yeah. I mean, it's easy to find me, Rhonda Swan. Um, you can search me up. I would Google me, actually, so then you can actually see what a Google Knowledge Panel looks like. Hit the News tab. Yeah. You'll see all my press, because that's actually the work that we do. And I want people to see it. But I play really strong on Instagram. That's actually where I really give the most value and, you know, talk about the things that we do and how we do it. And, uh, yeah, but my company is unstoppablebrandingagency.com and or rondaswan.com. It's amazing. Rhonda, you've been absolutely fantastic. Um, I just wanted to thank you for sharing some time with the I Drink From Skull crew. Um, any final words before we wrap up today? Yeah, I always say to people, if you want to create a brand, create a sexy brand. And if you want to be anything, be unstoppable. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Alrighty. That's a wrap. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode.